Monday morning with Matt and Kevin. What's in the news? Topics that come up around the dinner table will be given the truth treatment with no punches held and no falsehood left standing. These two will debate real life issues from a Catholic perspective every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern. And now, here are your hosts, Matt and Kevin. Hey, very happy Monday morning to everybody out there. On a, I think many people having a very cold Monday morning. I know it's been a cold wave through the Midwest, at least. I don't know up there with you, Matt, but very cold in the U.S. It's been very cold here as well, actually. And I, it, it's kind of funny, Matt. I, I wrote a Facebook post bragging about all the, the shows coming up on Catholic Family Podcast, and then like like an hour mm. after I posted it, I got super sick, like on my back sick. <laughs> and it's just like, you were saying before, it's like, this is just kind of how it is. Isn't it's, like, it? it's like, yeah, you know, this time of year, I'm just always sick and it drives me bonkers. But we're back, we're back here. And we're going to talk today about a, a few things, a few things about the papacy. Well, we want to talk about the, the true papacy. And we want to talk about, well, um, a fake papacy. So we're going to start with the fake papacy, which I imagine anyone watching this is probably assuming, well, that would be our good friend Bergoglio, who he's amazing, Matt. You know, he he just came out with the with the whole blessing of gay marriages thing, which is huge. I mean, and, and, and people are just kind of like, wow, can he possibly say anything crazier? And Bergoglio, like one week later, is like, hey, hold my beer, hold my beer. Um, you know, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna kick things up a notch, and um, we're gonna talk about a dialogue with the Marxists. So. So just to, I'm just going to lead this off. I'm going to let you comment on this map. But so sure. National National Catholic Register, and it says Pope Francis this week called for cooperation between Christians and Marxists as a way to achieve greater dialogue and help in the search for the common good. Again, National Catholic Register, Pope Francis this week called for cooperation, cooperation between Christians and Marxists cooperation this is according to them this is what he said now you can you can read this article a lot it's typical bergoglio stuff it's a blah 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 words 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 you know humanity you know fraternity save the people and the planet and people of war and good and blah he just you know it's word salad but this is pretty interesting when you look this up if you look up this is from a decree of the holy office in 1949 so that's under um yes the 12th yes 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 and it says so it's, it's actually all in Latin, but it says, so it's translated by chance. Is it licit to give name or to make favors to communist parties? It says negative communist, communismum enim est materialis tucus, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So pretty much, no, you can't do it. Now at the end, it says again in Latin, but it says if Christians declare openly the materialist and anti-Christian doctrine of the communists, and mainly if they defend it or promulgate it, ipso facto, do they incur excommunication? Uh, especially especially uh, yes. modo reserved to the apostolic see the answer is yes so and he calls them and he calls them apostates on top of that oh uh, just, uh, just to throw uh, that in there there are I, I've, I've read this what is it man is it eight popes who have condemned condemned marxism and it, and i just i was reading through one of the um one of the encyclicals <laughs> by i think pope pius the 11th and that was divini redemptoris and, and again, it just says, just real quickly, it says communism is intrinsically wrong. That's just one line from it. Intrinsically wrong. It is condemned. You cannot have anything to do with Marxists, Matt. 
You are you can't, if you if you join them, you are you are ipso facto excommunicated. I can see Bergoglio and his few predecessors standing on a mountain with Bergo with uh, with our Lord Jesus Christ on his left and Satan himself to his right, and him saying to both of them, "Can't you just work together? Like, can't right. you just talk? Can't you dialogue. just dialogue?" He wants to. He 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 doesn't believe that there should be any enemies on mankind at all maybe except those traditional catholics but otherwise he thinks there's this common unity of manhood that is his end and that has always been which his is end. marxist our human <laughs> right our humanity which it's is Masonic. why he wants to right which is why how you what you started with how, how he's saying we have to find like this common good and all that like the common good to what end though there's 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 the reason why it's condemned is because they have two different ends the the right. communist the marxist end seeks to root out religion it seeks to to i think it was uh karl marx who even said uh uh, 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 uh marxism begins when atheism or uh, when atheism starts or whatever so he, he 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 paired the two that we need to subdue and do away with religion which was a force uh, push on society to keep men to keep people you know at, uh, under under the, the the government's thumb to keep people oppressed and that we need to do away with it and we need to root it out and then once we get rid of this whole religion thing uh then our problems are solved and we'll have a lot more success in becoming and, and we can all hold hands and sing john lennon's imagine you know and he and, and and he has no problem with that now how do i know he has no problem with that because he actually this is a fun fact the 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 what's her ethnicity the colombian artist shakira performed john lennon's song imagine before bergoglio i don't know if you knew that it's on youtube <laughs> so he is an audience and shakira i think it's shakira uh is sitting there and she's singing imagine there's no heaven and he's listening to the performance wow. this is the vicar supposedly this is the vicar of christ on earth they're 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 trying to 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 marry two things that are incompatible with one another and as you said uh the the popes of the past i, I know pius the 12th and um maybe Pius IX as well, um, they're declared enemies of the church. And the, the, this whole this whole dialogue being put forth by Bergoglio is is manifestation of the new religion that he believes. It's not the Catholic faith. It's not the Catholic religion. He couldn't be more clear about it. Well, and, and I think it's something that we want to talk about in a minute too, about, about you know, what the papacy actually is and what you must submit to it. And I think that's the question that the R&R &R are having right now. It's like, how on earth do we deal with this? And I think pretty much they're, they're generally saying, oh, we're just going to ignore it or, you know, no, you know, it's okay. He just can't do this. Like, well, no, of course he can't. I mean, just just imagine, Matt. I mean, put, let's put ourselves back seventy years. Let's go back to Pius the Twelfth. You know, say, okay, this is Pius the Twelfth, and Pius the Twelfth is like, look, you know, we need more peace and love and and dope, and uh, so let's all let's all get together and um, you know, let's just go meet with Stalin. You know, hey, you know, Stalin, let, let's let's have a dialogue with with russia let's have a dialogue with him let's talk to them let's try to work this out together Let, do you hear this does anyone hear this i mean anyone that is r and r did are you listening to, i'm sorry but are you listening to this a pope cannot say these types of things it cannot it is against what the church has taught for over a hundred years very clearly very clearly you cannot cooperate with communists Here's here's what's what's here, you know here's what's funny and here now this again Pope Pius XII is so rich and, and and to this day I continue to find more and more works that he's done not only just encyclicals which I've gone through but letters and all of that he 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 is he he expresses the faith so beautifully so after he condemned I didn't know this until I pulled this up earlier this morning um, after he condemned communism 
um, in the 1949 decree, he said that not only is this condemned, but what the church is responsible for is we must counteract the appeal of these communist doctrines by teaching Catholic uh, doctrines to the to the to the faithful. Can you hear? Not even just Francis, but because people say, well, if someone said to me the other day, why are you so fixated on Francis? Well, because he's currently the one alive, but, but Benedict and, and John Paul II and all of them, do you do you get anything out of them where they not only condemn these communistic Marxist ideas, but they say that in order to combat this, we need to preach Catholicity? Never, 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 never. Well, it just came up on a show with Introibo about how Paul VI, you know, you know, took off his people, his papal tiara, and you know, pretty much tossed it in the trash, <coughs> and told everyone to put their faith in the UN. This was back in I've what 1975, yes. I think it is. I mean, so this is not something new. It's not. And I think this is again what people need to realize. This goes back to Vatican II. I think this is something that you know they they, they preached. And, and sign documents for humanism. That, that, that's really what it is. I mean, I mean, humanism and modernism, and it's something that, of course, we've been warned by all the way back, you know, by Pope Pius X. And, and I think it's, it's just something that's it's crazy that that I think people are starting to see it now because it's so obvious and because you have the internet, right? I mean, back in the day, you know, not many people probably, maybe some people would have heard about the UN, but, you know, it just probably would have slipped through the cracks. But now, hmm. you know, the National Catholic Register is probably being read by millions of people. And you can just read on the front page where it says, your pope just said we need to hold hands with Marxists. And he the, the funny thing is, he doesn't do this with those so-called traditional Catholics. <laughs> and that well, seems to be still the, the funny point. He even mentions it, right? He even mentions, like, we need to stop being so rigid. We need to not be these rigid people. Grandmother's who, laces, yes, you know, yes, yes, right? Who who believe in truth and tradition. We need to embrace each other as true brothers of the world. It's it's so unbelievable, garbage drivel. How can anyone? This is it, oh, it's just mad. I can't even believe it. How can it's anyone? It's actually it's on actually the Vatican News website, and maybe as 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 of this morning, um, I actually just put this one in. I didn't didn't have it ready. I just put it in Vatican News. Um, VaticanNews.va, um, Pope encourages Marxists and Christians to fight corruption, uphold the rule of law. I mean, he uh, he invites socialists and Christians to work for a common good ethic yeah. and invite them to build a better future for our polarized world. Do you want to know it's polarized? Catholics and <laughs> Marxists. So like, <laughs> that's how it's supposed to be. And there he is in the picture taken by the... Uh, and the people in the in the image look exactly how you would expect them to look. And there, of course, is that awful... One of those awful paintings, which you can't even figure out what's going on in it. Um, it looks like maybe two angels in a blue time warp. I don't know. I, um, but uh, he said, this dialogue project between socialists, Marxists, Marxists, and Christians is aimed to formulate a common social ethic that can be proposed as a new narrative for Europe in search for identity. Now, think about, I'm thinking of uh, 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 Pius, uh, Pius XI's Mortimer Marimus, who said that um, all must draw to this Sea of Peter. There's our source of unity. There's there's no dialogue there. There's no, let's see if we can find a common good. Our unity is in Rome. Our unity is in submitting to the Roman pontiff and drawing to this holy see. That's it. There's no, because he, 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 he doesn't view himself as, as what he's not, but he doesn't view himself as, this, as the proximate rule of faith, as the, as the center of unity for all Christians. There's no conversion. He doesn't seek to convert. He's condemned it. 
right. which is what also makes it funny when 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 people even Novus Ordo conservatives always say well you have to we 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 preach to come and you know we want people to find Christ well that even that like find Christ there's multiple means of salvation why are you even trying to do that the whole thing is so upside down and a lot of people don't even realize it yet they don't realize how bad he is um and they're blinded by it. And I think if they really knew, they would be horrified. But they, they can. And I lived in this bubble. I've thought to myself too. I've lived in this bubble where you kind of don't pay attention to it. You don't really think about it. You know what's in front of you in terms of maybe your catechism or your books or your prayer books or whatever. And that's all well and good, and we should. But people are really, really oblivious to what Rome is putting forth. And I, for for many, 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 many years, had no idea. Well, and just imagine the people who are you know supposed Catholics, Nova Soto Catholics who are now or have been because of Bergoglio and the past quote unquote popes who are, you know, who have taken part or who have become Marxist because they don't think it's bad. That is excommunication. They are outside. Even if they were inside, that's a whole nother topic. But, but if they were inside the church, they are now outside, Matt, they are on the road to hell. Hmm. That's, that's what is at stake here. This isn't just like, Oh, Bergoglio is being dumb. He is leading these people straight to be damned. That, that's what this and is that's, about. And, and, that's and what people just kind of, yeah, yeah, shrug and, oh, yeah, you know, oh, well. And what's what's great is I guess he gave this message on the Paul the Sixth Hall, that beautiful, uh, awe-inspiring <laughs> building. Um, he said Francis had the, uh, this is all on the Vatican website, by the way, Vat, uh, Francis had the very inspiring words of saying, do not stop dreaming. In this imagination, whatever that means there, uh, intelligence, intuition, experience, and historical memory meet to create, venture, and risk, the Pope said. It has been the great dreams of freedom and equality, of dignity and fraternity. I've never heard him say those two words. A reflection of God's dream. God is dreaming, Kev. Whatever that means. That's still my, one of my favorite lines from the Synod that took place in October was, the Holy Spirit is now blowing. For some reason, that is hysterical to me. I don't know why. But, um, but yeah, well, so I, here, I, here we are. He says, he says, uh, God he is dreaming. Yeah, he says them for a headline. I think he does. I think he does. It is. And it, and it's just now garbage. He, it's just it's blah. word salad. Just this morning, uh, well, Sunday morning, he called on a priest to give shorter sermons. Your homily needs to be <laughs> short. Now, this is a guy who likes to blah, 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 blah. He can't shut up. He right. just talks and talks and talks and talks and talks. And, uh, you know, people... They, 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 they think, and I kind of want to tie this in really quick. They think that just recognizing and resisting is the only solution. And in doing so, they're throwing out multiple Catholic principles. Now, I wanted to quote from an encyclical, Pope Pius VI, that I've had this ready, because I think it really ties in well with the point that I want to make really quick. Um, so Pope Pius VI is teaching magisterially here, Um and, and talking about the Roman pontiff, and this is from Denzinger as well, I believe. Um, it's in Denzinger. So he says, in his capacity as head, do not all his members, he's speaking of him, himself, the, the Pope, uh, owe him the solemn promise of canonical obedience, which alone, and I'm going to stress that word, which alone maintains unity in the church and avoid schisms in this mystical body founded by Christ our Lord. You have, I have seen so many people on Twitter. I know you're not on Twitter anymore, but so many people on Twitter um, are saying that they are completely separate, have completely separated themselves from Francis. Um, one of them said the, 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 the thing that we need to do in this day and age is resist and ignore Francis and cling to Bishop Schneider and Scott Hahn. That was what some prominent 
R and R people on Twitter with thousands and thousands of followers have said the solution is today. Now, when you oh, present bishop, them with, with this, no jurisdiction in some guy is the pro- <laughs> right, and and Scott Hunt right. is the solution right. to all of this. Okay, again, Good. Paul the Six, I'm sorry, Pius the Six alone main what alone maintains unity is solemn obedience to the vicar of christ that is it that is your proximate rule of faith and that doesn't change it doesn't get delegated to some random bishop or an author in canada or wherever scott on or uh, uh, texas or whatever he lives it just they don't believe and i was thinking about this yesterday they don't they they they, they view the church i think as this idea as this just this just this abstract thought that they don't consider it to be a, a perfect society of men and that this perfect society is constituted with a hierarchy that teaches and when the hierarchy teaches it's the church teaching even ordin- in the ordinary magisterium it's the mystical body of christ teaching they don't seem to get that and so it doesn't and then they'll come up with all these things well, well what about this this one time when uh, you know pope the, the great example is what john the 12th who said the, the souls didn't share in the beach of the vision till the final judgment um they bring up that point all the time that wasn't settled yet the church didn't the church didn't say you have to believe either you are free to profess one way or the other pope john the 12th was wrong he 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 held the wrong view but a Catholic in good conscience at the time can say the church has not spoken on this issue yet. It is not defined. I am free to believe either way. And in good conscience, I side with the vicar of Christ. That is completely safe to do. You're not going to, you can't go to hell for that. That is completely safe to do. Um, and so people, they, they make these random points. Well, what about this? What about that? What about this? What about that? Novus Ordo Watch has a, has a great column on his, on his page. All these objections are answered. And Bellarmine has them in his book too, um, in defense of the Roman pontiff. It's just nowhere in, in theology, and you could point that out to them time and time and time again. There's no magisterial document anywhere that suggests that this is the position to take, that when Peter's faith fails, you need to find some bishop in Kazakhstan to turn to and make sure you're listening to Scott Hahn's uh, podcast. It, 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 it It's just not set up this way, and I don't know well, from and, my, and what, myself, what happens, I don't know why I didn't see this. What, so, happens, yes, when, what happens when Scott Hahn goes off the rails? What happens when Bishop Schneider says, you know, I don't know, Mary is Buddha. I mean, whatever. I mean, what happens? I mean, this is the you issue. Just resist they're, they're, it. Yeah, I right. Mean, Can yeah, you recognize it? Well, this gone on? Oh, well, actually, I don't, I don't like, I don't like what he said this time. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Bishop Schneider's gone. Oh, Scott. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, 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 it becomes recognize and resist becomes you are the Pope. You are the authority. You, it's like free Christians, right. Matt. It's like, it's like, you know, they have no authority. It's, hey, I, I'm going to listen to whoever the heck I want. I'm going to do whatever I want to do because I think mm-hmm. this is right. Do it yourself. Mario it's said not, this many it, times on his podcast. Do it yourself, Catholicism. Yes. Yeah. Do it yourself. Excuse me. Do it yourself, Christianity. So we are in these very, very, very troubled times. And the crisis seems to really be like, like in full, full speed ahead. You know, like we are, Benedict was very careful. And I, and I said this many times. And that's one of the things that I think drew me to him. In, in those in that time period was he's very careful and, and delicate and gentle was when his words are problematic but the, he he hid them very well um whereas this francis and you have said i think you have said that francis is, is the product of the council the other the past you know benedict john paul ii they kind of bridged the gap they were both sides he's full conciliar and his predecessor will and his successor rather will be as well um 
he stacked the college of cardinals they uh, they are all those electors there are uh you know like 80 percent his now or something uh, 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 to whatever degree so right. it's very curious to see where everything is going to go you know with this but we can't as we've said a million times you can't sacrifice catholic doctrine uh for 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 other other areas that you need to make up with so well and i know you would agree with me matt the best way <clears throat> is not to listen to you and me. You know, you, you and I are going to rant about this. The best way is yes, truly go good. read what the Pope's taught. Go go back to Pius XII. That's why we're, we're starting with Pius XII right. and reading. We're going to try to read as many encyclicals as we possibly can this year. So starting at the end. So literally, we started with his last encyclical, and we're going backwards. And I think mm. this is the way to learn what the true Pope's taught. And I really, truly believe if you do that and with really an open mind and heart and really wanting the truth, you will find the truth. Don't look to me. Don't look to Matt. Don't look to Scott Hahn, for goodness sake. Look to what the church has taught. The church has given us these answers. So you can find them. I mean, you can find, and these are easy to find, Matt. These encyclicals are, and you can find them on the, even on the Vatican website. So I guess trust that as you can, but it seems like they're pretty trustworthy kind of amazingly i'm kind of amazed they're still up on the vatican website and you read this um yeah i know my, our, we don't have cameras on here but I, I was just reading through denzinger again and when you when you go through it it truly is like one author you you almost can't tell the difference in a lot of ways i think some are a bit more harsher i think um pius the, the ninth was was stern in a lot of ways but it, it really is almost as if you can't tell who's writing it they're speaking with with one voice and it's true you can open up one, and if you're, if, let's say you're not familiar with who may have said it, you can open up whatever page you want and just read something, and you have no idea what Pope that might have been because they're all yeah. speaking with the same voice. But when you start coming across communion with the forest <laughs> and um, the cry of the earth, I think it's going to be very clear that something seems a little bit awry. Um, and that's the beauty of the magisterium is it's protected in that sense where it's it's it, it's 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 that one teaching authority of the church. Um, that is that is that is teaching us and th and that that one goal um of leading us towards salvation is professed with that one same voice of peter and i forget it was too i was reading this the other day and i um i uh, can't think of I i'm blanking on who it was but whoever one of the attend i believe it was the council of uh one of the councils whatever it might have been i'm, I'm blanking i'm on, on this but um he said that um while peter cannot be present today is something like while peter cannot be present today he is represented by celestine the third or something like that and just mm. those words alone like it's so stark how they they see that peter himself is living and breathing in his successors like such strong um images that that to say that peter cannot be present but he's living here in celestine at this at this council it's and so beautiful so, so take beautiful. take that and then add it to, the, <laughs> yes. to, our, to our first segment yes. so so if if Bergoglio is truly a successor of Peter, do you think St. Peter would be saying that um, we should hold hands with communists and cooperate? What do you guys think? I would say not. I would say not. I'm pretty, pretty sure about that. Now, Matt, I wanted to end on sure. a kind of a lighter topic, and I didn't prepare you for this one. Yes, um, go for I'm it. Just, I'm just curious. Do you believe in New Year's resolutions, or do you make them? um well i i, I don't make them no make like, them. myself yeah. no I don't, I don't do it no do i believe in them though i i what a loser I've, never really given, I've never really given them. <laughs> <laughs> no because i've never really i uh i think people i are they i don't know how they could be bad i i um hmm. 
putting you on the I feel spot. Like this is almost like a trick. I know. I almost feel like this is a trick <laughs> question. There is, there is an answer to. You're this. gonna upset everybody. Um, yeah. Yes. Uh, no, I don't. I don't make them, and for the for the same reason that I think I'm constantly making resolutions. I don't think I have a New Year's resolution. I'm constantly striving to do things that would um, improve my faith or prayer time or, or virtue or holiness. And I think we should always be making those goals throughout the year. I don't think there's a, um, you know, a, a has to be on a calendar date. You pagan. <laughs> no, I, I, I actually, I, I actually agree with you. I was kind of hoping you'd have the other side, but no, I agree. I, I think that it, oh. you know, exactly as you say it, I think that is we should always be striving for it. Don't I made I a resolution say, this morning. Well, there you go. See, don't eat, don't eat twelve you chocolate can... donuts. Right, only, only six. <laughs> but I think, I think it's uh, especially if people they choose these these grand goals or whatever. It's overwhelming. You put yourself yeah. in a, you know, if you're if you're eating chocolate like I don't know every day or whatever. I'm just going to use a common example. And you say, I'm never going to eat chocolate again this year. You're, you're overwhelmed by a year's worth of, of, you know, of, of, uh, of penance, which I guess is not a bad thing, but like a little at a time. I mean, sometimes we, we smack ourselves with these things. That's like, whoa, yeah. I, I didn't prepare myself. You can't just go, you can't go to the gym and lift 500 pounds. Well, I, 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 it's exactly right. I've found the same for Lent that I, I've had years where I just like, I'm going to hit this so hard. Yeah, and I, I'm going to, gym, I'm going to be, it's going to be so penitential and, I'm going to eat just, you know, plain rice or whatever. And, and what I found is that, yeah, after two weeks, I'm just done. I, I'm just like, I hate right. this. And what I, what I think actually is probably the best, it obviously give things up. I mean, don't, don't drink alcohol, sugar. You know, these are easy things, I suppose, mm -hmm. but easy, quote unquote. But, but I think if you just say, hey, look, you know, just a sacrifice of not eating like you're, like you're used to, that is a sacrifice. And actually take that sacrifice right. and put it to – to give it to God, because I think that's actually something that I speaking purely for myself, right. I, I forget to do like, I'll, I'll go through Lent. And of course, I won't, I will eat as prescribed. Mm -hmm. But I, I kind of, you know, forget about just like, hey, okay, why am I doing this? You know, I, I'm doing this for a reason, you know, I'm doing this to try to, you know, to, yeah. to aid my Same. soul and to clean myself a little bit, you know, and to to, to boost myself and prepare for, for the resurrection, etc. And and I think if I, I think that's what I need to do is just be like, okay, I'm going to really focus on fasting and actually say, mm -hmm. okay, I don't like this right now. And I'm going to actively give it to God. And I think that's for, for me, that's it. That's, so right. that's a resolution I have for Lent. So if anyone, anyone mm -hmm. uh, is asking, that is actually a resolution. I was listening to a, a sermon by one of the priests as well. And he was kind of saying that we should be doing this, you know, all the time, like um, make these small sacrifices. And I think the example that he gave was, um, if you're, if you're going to like a, you know, a, a staff meeting or whatever at work and um, they put out glazed donuts and chocolate donuts and you really like chocolate donuts a lot, take the glazed one. Like even you're still eating your donut, you know, you're eating a glazed donut, but you're, you're, you just made that small little denial of what you want and, and it just prepare, it builds up your will. And so those small little things too, just like you were saying with your own example, you know, they count for, for, you know, you keep in mind what you're doing it for. It's a ready, small sacrifice. Are you ready for Lent, Matt? It's coming in about. I can't believe it. About a month, month, right? Yeah, one about month. exactly. From I can't. Right I, I, around I, the corner. You just. I feel like you just did the episode ten years of Bergoglio. That was almost a year <laughs> ago. I remember that. That right. was, it was March twenty twenty three, and now oh, we're yeah. in almost in February twenty twenty four. Are you going to do an eleven year? Uh... <laughs> Good question. I gotta, I gotta ask Mario. Gotta, gotta get, I gotta get Mario. Thirty back. years, man. There's there's so much going on in the in the Vatican. It's like, man, I got. He's get... very busy. He is, I know. Yeah, but still, come on, priorities. Mario, he's if you're listening time. to this, come yeah, on, no, he's come got on. time. Come on, you, 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 you need to come on the channel. But yeah, no, no, totally. But we actually have some really cool stuff coming up this week. I hope. I mean, 
assuming I don't, uh, I, don't I don't so. die. Yeah. yeah, exactly. If I'm not kneeling <laughs> in bed, but um, I really I'm really excited about one about um, about voting, but with two oh. really good guests. The Iowa I'm, caucus is going I'm to be tomorrow. Hear, yeah, I heard that. It's cold. I think it's really cold. My, it is my, cold. Most of my family is in Iowa, so. Uh, Did you see the final? Oh, that's right. Did you see the final poll? I didn't. It was uh, the final poll was forty eight percent Trump twenty or no forty eight percent Trump seventeen percent Nikki Haley. She 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 boosted herself up a lot. I am I was uh, intrigued by that. I, I honestly, Matt, I don't even know who's running. It's, it's just to me, it's Trump. So it's like I don't honestly. Yeah, yeah right, right, right. Vivek, I know, I know Vivek's still running, but I mean, I'd, he's I don't know. dipped in the polls. Yeah, he's just too much of a nobody. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. Anyway, yeah. Well, I mean, I imagine we'll probably be talking a little more politics as the year goes on. I know everyone's so excited <laughs> about that. But anyway, Matt. Until next time. Thank you very much. Hopefully next week we're both still. Uh, yeah, kicking. Um, and we'll, yeah, we'll be here for all you guys next Monday. Hopefully you will too. Please like, share, subscribe, comment, all that stuff. Tell us if you do New Year's resolutions. That would be pretty interesting. Mm. And if you do, does it work for you? I mean, we're definitely not condemning it. Um, not like the church condemns um, communism. Um, <laughs> <laughs> see how I worked that in there? But anyway, let us know what you guys do. And, and hey, well, let us know what you think about what's going on in the Vatican as well. Matt, until next time, God bless you.